welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Exodus chapter 34, verse 29 to 35. And it came to pass, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mount, that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him, and Moses talked with them. And afterward all the children of Israel came nigh, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. Until Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which he was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses put the veil upon his face again, until he went in to speak with him. The second reading is taken from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 28, verse 43. And it came to pass about an eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were awake they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass, as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. Not knowing what he said, while he thus spake, there came a cloud, and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son. Hear him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it close, and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly departeth from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And as he was yet a-coming, the devil threw him down and tare him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. Let us pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the privilege of being able to share your word through this podcast. I pray that as many that will listen to the sound of my voice across the world, that you will bless them and bring them to that place of total transformation through your word. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of today's podcast is Supernatural Encounter with God. A supernatural encounter with God is an awe-inspiring and has the potential to reform and transform our character. The two narratives we read earlier clearly demonstrate that those who had this supernatural encounter with God were never the same again. In the same way, if you have really, really had an encounter with God, you also will never remain the same again. And this is the whole point of today's podcast. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Philippian church, and you find this in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, I read, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto his death. Now, it's important that we as Christians understand this clearly. It is easy to want to know more about Jesus Christ, but what aspect of Jesus do you want to know? What aspect of Jesus Christ do you really, really want to know? Is it the power that resurrected him? Is it the power of miracle working? But no, the Apostle Paul, more than the power of his resurrection, he also wanted to know the fellowship of his suffering. What is it that made Jesus to endure suffering? What is it that made Jesus to want to suffer? What is it that made Jesus to overcome all the sufferings, the pains on the cross? That is what Paul also wanted to know. We also need to come to that point where we not only want to know the power of the resurrection, but also the fellowship of his suffering. So, every encounter with the Lord of hosts is always an awesome experience. That was the case when Moses went to meet with the Lord on Mount Sinai. The same was the case with Peter on the Mount of Transfiguration. The Bible say that Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony in his hand. He was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. Moses did not know that some form of transformation has occurred that is visible to others but him. The life we lead will always be noticed by those around us, even though sometimes we seem to be unaware of its effect on people. And that is why we should be conscious of how we live Of course, this day, some people, even Christians, will say, It is my life. My happiness is all that matters, and not what others think. 
That is a postmodern thinking. However, the moment we accept Jesus Christ's offer of salvation, we lose that right to live the way we please. The way that pleases us. We no longer have the power to be who we want to be, rather who God expects us to be. Listen to this. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 says in the King James Version, No man that worrieth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. It had only been three months since the miraculous exodus from Egypt, where the Almighty God demonstrated his power over his creation with epidemics of frogs, flies, boils, hails, locusts, and darkness. The annihilation of the Egyptians firstborn due to their imperial national obstinacy to challenge God's command to let Israel go. The Red Sea parted, making way for the Israelites to cross over to safety while the watch as Pharaoh's army was washed away in their bid to recall them back into uh, slavery. Earlier in Exodus chapter 20, we see God introducing himself properly to the people of Israel when he gave them the commandment that was meant to guide them in threefold ways, namely morality, civility, and ceremonially. The moral law was designed to govern their hearts. The civil law was to govern them as a nation and the ceremonial law to govern their life of worship. They were to be a people who reverenced their creator with all their hearts, which was the whole point. You see, my friends, when God created us, he created us in such a way that we can worship him, in such a way that we should desire to worship him. Unfortunately, today, that is not the case. But hear this, in verse 18 and 19 of chapter 20 of Exodus, the Bible has this to say, and all the people saw the thundering and lightning and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. You see, my friends, many times we cannot stand the glory of God because of our own inadequacy. Again, as I said at the beginning of this message, meeting with and encountering God is always going to be an awe-inspiring experience. It can be terrifying as it reveals our natural and spiritual inadequacies, which is why the scripture says that no man can see God and live. Exodus 33:20. God is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, and omnibenevolent. The wisest man who ever lived, King Solomon, said this in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. 
Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is the whole duty of man. This is what God, our God, is like. Close up. My friend, if you ever had an encounter with God, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you ever have a reason to meet with God one-on-one, that's what I'm talking about. You will know that we human beings are so frail that we cannot contain this God that we're talking about. This all-knowing God. This God that has the potential. This God that, that is everything that we can think about. This good God. Since the call of Moses in the wilderness in Exodus chapter 3, he had been enjoying the presence of God. Because he had a personal relationship with God, no one could subtract that experience from him. So Moses seek more and more of God's relationship, more and more relationship with God. But because these folks, the Israelites, do not have this inner understanding of the identity of the one true God, they fail each time opportunity presents itself. They were just followers without experience. Some Christians are like that. They have been part of a church or a religious denomination all their lives. But no life-changing encounter and no testimony, no reference point for why they believe in the first place. The message today is meant to challenge us to reappraise our relationship with God. You do need that personal encounter with God. You do need that personal experience with God. Otherwise, there is no reference point. Moses went up the mountain to consolidate the relationship of the people with God by enshrining the Ten Commandments on a tablet. But the people felt he was gone for too long, 40 days and 40 nights. Their impatience encapsulated them. And they were ready to move backward to where they came. They knew nothing better. They are used to slavery. They are used to worshipping idols as the Egyptians. And so they wanted to go back to this idol lifestyle. They said to Aaron, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron made them a golden calf out of their precious possessions and said, These are your gods. O Israel, who brought you out of Egypt? They gave God's glory to the works of their hands. God was not pleased. He wanted to destroy them. But no, Moses intervened. Friend, does this sound familiar? That when we don't feel like we see God anymore, that when we don't feel the presence of God in our lives, we want to go back to where we come from at the expense of our prized possessions. Friends, that was the position where these fellows were. 
That was the position where these folks found themselves. They wanted the gods of Egypt. They wanted the God they can see. They don't want to wait anymore for the miracle of God. They don't want to wait anymore for the presence of God. So they say to Aaron, make us gods who will lead us. Make us God who will go before us. Many of us today, we have gods in different forms. For some, it is money they have. For some, it is their bank account. For some, it is their family. For some, it is the things that they can see. But friends, let me say this to you today. You need that God, the living God. The one who came down in the person of Jesus Christ to die for you. That's the God you need. Not the God of the golden calf. Not the God of gold and all the things and silver. But the most high God. One small God invited Moses up the mountain to replace the broken tablet. This time the people behaved themselves. When Moses came down the mountain, his face was glowing with the light of God's glory. The people were filled with awe such that they were afraid to go close to Moses. But Moses reassured them and delivered God's message to them. Friends, we need to hear clearly from God. We don't need to be afraid of God's presence. We don't need to be afraid of the Shachaniah glory of God. We need to come boldly to the throne of God. For in the presence of God there is liberty. For in the presence of God there is freedom. For in the presence of God we can reach out to Him and Him to us. When he completed speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. He wanted to sustain God's glory. He wanted to maintain God's presence. That is what we are supposed to do with our awesome and supernatural encounter with God. We must never let the glory of God depart from us. We must never allow our switch to be off. We must always ensure that we are connected to the mains. Without connection with God, we are nothing in this world. And that's what we're talking about today. Supernatural encounter with God. To maintain God's presence, we must be prepared to spend time in studying of the Word of God. We must be prepared to fellowship with God's people and challenge each other and learn from one another. And by so doing, brothers and sisters, we will be strengthened to share our story of God with others. The stories as you know, are more compelling when we share our personal encounter instead of sharing second-hand or third-handed story. It is hard to sell. But when we come to that point of connection with God and encounter with this God, our story will be real. Our story will be compelling to others. Our gospel reading today also follows along similar trajectory of experiencing the supernatural encounter with God on the Mount of Transfiguration. And there are, of course, many lessons we can learn from the narrative. 
I am fully aware that the symbolic metamorphosis of this mountain top experience can be studied with different perspective in mind. However, the point I'm trying to make today is the compelling evidence of what an encounter with the divine can do to the recipient. Of what an encounter with the divine can do to the person that encounters God. This transfiguration was a necessary conduit as it would go on to serve as a source of strength for the followers of Jesus Christ in the days that would follow. The days when agony would be their portion. In the days that that fear takes over as a result of the suffering of Jesus Christ. In the days that darkness overshadows light. In the day when Jesus Christ will be crucified. The days of hiding and also the day of resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, friends, you must understand that uh, being a Christian does not exempt us from the troubles of this world. And this is why we need the Holy Ghost to strengthen us. This is why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to be with us. What does the text for today mean for you and me? Friends, it means we too can experience some form of supernatural encounter with God. Because we know that the glory of God we experience sometimes diminish quickly. It is also important to be mindful of that and make it a habit of reconnecting back to the source as often as possible. So that we are not left out without the experience of God. The season that we enter this time is a season of Lent. And it's a special time when we are called to reflect on what makes our faith in Christ so important. And also to make some small sacrifice like giving up something for something. And that's what we're talking about today. If you need this encounter with God today, which of course is necessary for your continuous relationship with God, I encourage you today to find time and to read the Word of God more and to connect by praying to God more and by fellowshiping with God. Let us pray. Lord of hosts, we thank you again for this opportunity and privilege that you're giving to us to be able to look at your word again in a special way. Father, I pray that as many that have listened to this podcast will come to that place where they will experience the power of transformation for themselves. They will come to that place where they can understand that you are interested in connecting with them. And Father God, everything that tried to pull us away from you, God, in any way, we take authority by the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, to stand against it right now and release ourselves to you, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray.
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again. 